yeah, it's been a long time. And in case you've forgotten, uh, well, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Connor Jones, and you're listening to the Shit Show Fantasy Football League's Helmet to Helmet podcast. It's been more than two weeks since the last time y'all have heard from me. Um, and, well, like I said, if you'd forgotten, you can follow myself or the podcast on uh, Twitter. That's at uh, Helmet, the number two Helmet, or Rambler underscore Jones. And, uh, gosh, my bad. My bad, you guys. Uh, as I'm sure most of my American listeners, that is to say, all of you except, uh, except Michael, we, uh, we had Thanksgiving. And, uh, if, if Led Zepp will let me be here, uh, we had Thanksgiving, and, uh, I had the great pleasure of joining my family in California, which meant I had to fly from Seattle, and I do not fuck with check bags. So I had my carry-ons and I have my snowball mic and then I was going to have to take an extra laptop. I already take my I already had to take my work laptop. It it was a logistical clusterfuck and that is my bad cuz I also didn't really uh I didn't notify anyone that I wasn't going to have any pods out. And you just can't do that kind of thing to Jace, you know? This whole world's already upside down. But, anywho, you know, if you want to know if the podcast is going to take a break moving forward, I'll be a lot more consistent on Twitter, so make sure to go and follow. Of course, if you want to support the podcast, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends. Uh, You can also send me money uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, that allows me to, you know, do things like upgrade equipment so you can hear me in even more obnoxiously clear HD audio. Uh, although that may be a bad thing. So maybe, okay, different tactic. If you give me money, I can go to fantasy football events and interview players. That's a better one. Or you can get me drunk before I podcast because I get to spend it on beer. And then you get arguably more entertaining podcasts. So, um, there's that too. So, uh, we have, we have a little bit of housekeeping this week. Um, of course we'll get to what I've taken note of since I've been gone. I won't go back and retroactively look at content for the last couple of weeks because it doesn't help anyone. Uh, but there will be a bit of a recap. I'll get to that in a minute, but for my league mates, since the uh, the official start of the playoffs is this weekend, well, tomorrow, uh, for fantasy purposes, of course, what everyone needs to know is John and Jace are on. So, yes, you are, as uh, ramen-haired Justin Timberlake just very quietly said to you, bye. You're on bye. So, lucky you. You had a few more points than the person who was with the same exact record in your own division. Don't let it go to your head, Jace. Literally no one else is excited for you. Moving forward, we have a quick question. And uh, this one comes from Austin, who is back in the land down under. 
So Austin asks, probably because he hasn't been able to check himself, which of the picks, <laughs> sorry, uh, which of the pickups in the last couple of weeks, uh, he actually says specifically last week, within the last week, is going to make the biggest fantasy playoff impact. And you know what? It probably is uh, a little bit chalky. It's a little bit, you know, at the watermark, but it's going to be Spencer Ware. There is no other player right now who steps into that much role. Uh, of course, if somehow you, uh, well, what do you live under a rock? Then you wouldn't know that Kareem Hunt is awaiting suspension, and therefore Spencer Ware is the next runner-up in uh, Kansas City there. So what you got to know is he basically gets guaranteed volume. Now you can say what you want. Connor, they just got uh, Sharkhandrick West back. Yes, they did. It won't matter. Um, Sharkhandrick West is going to be the third down back when Spencer Ware needs a break. Spencer Ware already has pretty good hands. He's not a world beater. He's probably going to be right about the uh, TJ Yeldon level of backup, so don't expect consistent work. But, you know, he's not always going to give you 20, 30 points, at least in my estimation. I haven't actually looked at what the Kansas City schedule is, but it doesn't matter for most of you anyway. John has him. John's not going to drop him. Which is great because John's also a non-factor this week. So, works out for a lot of people there. I guess, uh, well, I won't repeat myself, but if you were living under a rock for just this last week, remember, I've been gone for three weeks. I'm only going to refer to this last week. Uh, James Conner is not going to play this week. That's been said. So Jalen Samuel, I believe is his name, something Samuel, will be the go-to back. Um, they did talk about a timeshare there, but that's never been the way that a backup works in, uh, in Pittsburgh. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a 70-30 split. It's probably not going to be a true platoon or whatever they call that. Uh, it won't be by committee. Not not nearly as much as you think. So stash Samuel uh, for this week only and keep him in case Connor's injury is uh, lingering. Moving forward, though, Deshaun Jackson will be out for the season. Kelvin Benjamin's been released by the Bills. And Malcolm Brown, the Todd Gurley backup, backup is also out for the season. Not that relevant. Unless Gurley, I don't know, sprains an ankle slowing down to not go into the end zone for his team it's a non-factor anyway let's see uh yeah i already covered sharkandrick west got re-signed as the backup to the now starting spencer ware and uh we'll get to this a bit more later but colt mccoy out for the season he fractured his fibula that's the second redskins quarterback with a broken something um God, this is why you drink your milk, kids. AJ Green is taking surgery to his toe. Uh, he's out for the season. And uh, Matt Bereda will be out this week. 
So all you San Francisco 49er truthers out there, Jeff Wilson is a playable asset if you want to throw up all game. Um, I wouldn't do it. 49ers are a little volatile right now, and they're basically throwing in all the assets they have to see who's worth keeping for the next year. It's the way Shanahan works. It's the way that they want it to work. So you can try Jeff Wilson. They may give him another full game, but the, he's already proven he's great at what he does. Um, why why not test out other legs? I don't know if they even have other legs. This is how close I've been following my 49ers because, frankly, this is what it feels like to be a 49er fan. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, like I said, Kareem Hunt is, uh, he's awaiting his suspension. He is on the exempt list as a free agent. He cleared waivers. Um, there was quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of memes saying that he was going to get signed by the Redskins. What was the Redskins? Because the Redskins also signed the recent 49ers released, uh, linebacker Reuben Foster, after he beat a woman. So I think the Redskins are going for the all-penitentiary league championship. Uh, I mean, what do they have to lose? They've just handed the keys to their <laughs> quarterbacking unit to Mark Sanchez, who I was going to say hasn't been relevant for like six years, but he's never been relevant. He's just not mattered. Does that make sense? Anyway, uh, Something that uh, that definitely hurt quite a few of us this week are uh, really inconsistent play. And uh, as, as I said, we'll get to some of these guys a little bit more later. But for now, you suck. Players who suck include Rob Gronkowski, who only got you 4.1 points. And when I say only got you, I mean only got me. Because, of course, I'd play Gronk, who plays Jared Cook, especially... um. Mr. Cook, if you're listening as a result of being tagged in a couple of Twitter messages a few weeks ago about me picking you up after badmouthing you the rest of the season, I do want to say you're not a bad player. You're just on a really shitty team, and I therefore cannot trust you because I don't know if it's going to be you or if it's going to be, what's his name, Seth Roberts, or if Derek Carr is going to throw a 1 for 33. So... Please, everything has context. Please don't hate me. Uh, you're a great football player. And you proved that this week because you thrashed what Gronk even could think of doing, which is pathetic. Anyway, Tevin Coleman also only got you 1.6 points. Uh, wow, Atlanta's backfield is worthless right now. It's like all they have is Julio Jones. Oh, except Julio Jones only got you 2.8 this week. So that means that they have fucking nothing. Atlanta is pathetic right now. Anyway, Mark Ingram, the second, only got you 3.8 points, which you'd think would lose you a game. Again, we'll get to that. Tyreek Hill, 5.5 points. I'm leaving a long pause because you know that Jace is going to fill this pause with a lot of excuses about why he's the best wide receiver in the game. And this is totally the reason that you traded for him. We get it, Jace. 
but is he? Jordan Reed only got you 4.1 points. Dion Lewis, 4.4. And uh, Emmanuel Sanders, 3.9. And I actually, you know what? I remember seeing this today. Emmanuel Sanders, they have feared that he actually tore his Achilles uh, at practice this week. Really sucks. RIP. Whoever has Cortland Sutton, congrats. He's still not going to be that effective, but you have him. So if he's effective, you have him. Uh, I haven't looked at Denver's fantasy playoff schedule. Uh, He may be a great asset to plug and play as a flex. Yeah. That's all I really can say about that. He He's flashed, but perhaps this is the opportunity. It, if he couldn't do it with one of the premier wide receivers leaving this team, perhaps both of them might actually mean he can do something. Or it's just the Case Keenum effect. Uh, Mike Evans only got you 6.8 points. And we're, there's a bit of a theme here. I don't know if everyone's picking up on it. The number one wide receiver and top-end tight ends. Not doing so hot, because we also have Cameron Bright with only 5.1 points. Uh, Drew Brees. I can't figure this one out, because that that team was rolling, but he only got you 7.1 points on Thursday night. That was probably faded into the background of, I believe it's John who played him. He won anyway, but 7.1 points, man. Uh, Kyle Rudolph only got you 5.3. Marlon Mack, he was uh, he was a member of the Julio Jones trade that I made with uh, Sir Daniel. And it's nice to know that if Julio shit on me, Marlon Mack shat on you. So a little eye for an eye makes the whole world just frankly shittier. And the aforementioned Colt McCoy got you two points. But that's... Well, that's our match of the week. No way. I am not giving up. You have to. No, I don't. Well, it looked like he should have given up. He, of course, being Marty. This, you see, this week was what I'm calling the final hip thrust in the season of what I have started referring to, the year of fuck Marty. Um, Marty, I don't know you very well. You rarely chat in our chat, but I feel for you, man, because this year really sucked in the last couple of weeks. Um, you could have wrapped a slightly underwhelming finish to the season by taking out a playoff bound team in his last matchup you know, kind of giving him a little bad taste in his mouth uh, going into his first week of playoffs. And I really wanted it because it would have given me the same record as Christian because Christian's team is not good enough to have the record it does. All he has is Patrick Mahomes. But you were only four points, less than four points. It was three point something points down going into the Monday night matchup. Now, four points, you go, oh, shit, well, if he's got a defense, that's not a guarantee. Even if he has a running back, like a backup running back or a a not, you know, let's be honest, uh, Redskins running back Adrian Peterson, uh, affectionately known as Dust, um, 
Even he's not a guaranteed four points. You never know. He fumbles, gets injured, whatever. But the player, <laughs> the player that he had was Colt McCoy, a quarterback who can get four points with a single throw. I mean, not Colt McCoy himself, but any quarterback, you guys. And it was looking so good. Um, within the first possession of the ball, he had already gotten 1.8 points. I don't know what that equates to to yardage. All I know is it was 1.8 points. And the second drive, he gets like maybe a completion and gets a full two points. When he gets carted off the field with his uh, fractured fibula. <laughs> I mean, the point difference is like 2.4 points or two, one point. Uh, I just, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. And okay, Marty, I'm going to say it right now because in a moment, I'm going to have to gloat about it, but thank you. Thank you for playing with us this year. You had what the rest of us in the league might affectionately refer to as a WTEN league. Uh, excuse me, WTEN season, specifically, where just nothing went right, and, uh, Gosh, I, I don't even know what, what to say about it. We'd love to have you back next year. If nothing else, because I really liked this uh, last-minute switcheroo where I took the final playoff spot. Yeah. And not, not, to, uh, not to kick you while you're down, but um, you're also our I Have Regerts. Um, so I looked and you had not bothered to put Baker Mayfield into your starting lineup, which is, I think, why Colt McCoy was in your lineup to begin with. Baker Mayfield had 13 points. You would have won by about eight points. Oh, yeah. So instead of being a legend for sticking it to the man, you are a legend for just missing a very nice... Uh, a very nice and poetic fuck you to our resident surrender monkey. But that is the way it works. And, uh, you know, as a result, not just of this game, I, I, I don't want to mislead anyone. These, uh, these standings I'm about to read off to all of you, they, um, they were decided a little while ago. But to get into it, if we go... From top to bottom, our, uh, our official standings, they read, in first, going into our first playoff week, and on by, of course, is Jace and his Christian Mingle team. They are 9-4. And, four. and uh, John, with his Woodenville Musamania, they're also 9-4, and four, and dare I say, limping significantly sorry john had to say it um 
then you have Daniel, who's been tearing it up. I believe he's actually also 9-4, and four, less points than Jace, therefore doesn't get the buy. And, uh, and he actually gets to face off against... Well, I'll get to him in a second, actually. I'll, I'll read who's facing off when I get to the second team so that we're not confusing order. In fourth place, fucking Christian, with his stupid luck, has his uh, Welcome to Mahomes team, and I will be playing him because I eked into fifth place my Gronk with the Wind team, by beating our previous guest, Yaron, uh, in what was frankly the slowest and most boring barn burner in existence. I actually thought I was going to lose for quite a while. Didn't, but you know. Uh, and because I won and Nathan lost, Nathan actually tied in my record I believe seven and six and I had more points so Nathan is in sixth and he is who faces off with Daniel's make Demarius great again uh, now for our playoff teams you will note there is no longer a home field advantage point bump because frankly who cares two points if it determines your matchup that's kind of bullshit if we're being honest so I don't care. You all can get mad at me if you want. It's probably mostly Jace, but oh well. Um, now in seventh is Marty. You know, just just missed the, the cut. Sorry, bud. I mean, thank you, but sorry. Um, and Austin came in eighth. I mean... You know, I have the perfect reaction for it, actually, because this, this has been described to me when I was talking to people about the podcast. They think it sounds more like a laugh cry. So, Austin, this is probably how you feel about your whole season. <laughs> oh, it's on repeat. Apologies. Um, if I could only... <laughs> If I could only get a visual, or excuse me, an audio version of that just delightful dancing video of you, there's no sound, but damn, oh, that was hilarious, rather. Uh, your own, I'm sure would be absolutely tickled to learn, because I'm not sure he pays attention half the time. Sorry, your own. Uh, that he's actually not last, but in ninth. Um, grats. I don't know what else to say to that. That's just kind of like a uh, broken clock's right a couple times a day, which can only mean that Michael is somehow worse than a broken clock. Um, wow. I'm just going to say right now, my uh, my week one rankings might have cursed you a little bit and i'm very sorry uh i called you the dark horse i think and um i think i i'm looking back at that that show doc now i need to have it corrected to dead horse um 
very dead horse. But hey, at least we know you just literally can't care less, man, you know? Like, because you're the dude. So that's what you call me, man. Sorry, bad joke. That's the Big Lebowski for you. Um, Well, I guess I'm going to take this last little segment here. Because uh, we have no guest for phoning it in. Um, I know how you all are, especially Jace. If you tap on the glass, he freaks out. So I won't shake things up. You can still hear the, the drop. Phoning it in. Okay. Breathe, Jace. You're fine. Everything's okay. So, uh... No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grandstand a little bit here, guys, because I didn't get to do it when it was actually happening. But with the um, very unfortunate and uh, hard-to-watch implosion of Marty's team, I was able to make my way into the playoffs. I am the one, the way your son don't need the guns to get respect So, uh... Yeah, a little memification for you guys. Uh, God, what a fun season. I mean, and I know it. for four of us, I'm sure that it's not really a uh, not really a fun season. I, I'm willing to respect that, Marty and Austin and Yaron, who's probably just checked out somewhere, not even paying attention to what's going on anymore. And of course, Michael, I'm sure as busy as you are, you still would have really enjoyed being a part of the playoffs. But... For the six of us who are in the playoffs, man, how exciting. How exciting. I, let me just spin a little story for you as I go through our rankings one more time here. John, excuse me, I'll start with Jace. Jace had a pretty all right team all season. I say pretty all right. Jace is going to get offended and he's going, oh, it was the perfect team. That's because Jace is one of those players who overvalues what he has on his team. Don't worry, Jace, almost everyone does it. Jace had a pretty alright team. He made a pretty good trade. He picked up Tyreek Hill. And that has helped him quite a bit. It will absolutely screw him week 16. But by then he's probably in the playoffs. So like whatever. Right? Uh, John is actually the one that is interesting to me. Because you want to talk about watching a runaway train suddenly lose all its wheels and then start catching on fire. How glorious John's team looked at about the halfway point through the season. Just, I mean, girly, breeze, just knocking off teams left and right. You know, practically uh, going for an undefeated run is what it seemed like. And then just... Oh, I, you know, I... I can't even talk with authority without taking a, str a closer look at the team he once had. <laughs> because, man, AJ Green, gone for the season. Uh, been gone for several weeks because they thought maybe he'll come back. He, They never come back. Don't even just... When they're out, they're out. You know what I'm saying? But, um... <laughs> hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. So let's say week eight is I feel like when things started to go real wrong. OJ Howard, his tight end, gone. Uh, Cooper Cup, gone. So just a slow churn to a halt is 
well, I won't say to a halt. That's not fair. We don't know what is going to happen. But from a team that starting the year was based on how Juju Smith was performing and, you know, there was there were small gaps here and there. Jordan Howard is kind of a missed opportunity there as a player, not specifically uh, for his uh, his roster. But gosh, just. Maybe it should be called Woodenville uh, Infirmary Ward because you also had Will Disley to start the season. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be very interesting. I think John's team is losing momentum, but is still strong enough. Once again, though, with Todd Gurley and the already clinched uh, NFC West champions, what's there left? What are they going to do? Uh, he's going to get benched week 16 and 17. Maybe not all of week 16, but at least half of it. So if it comes down to John and Jace in the final, it's going to be so boring. Holy cow. Like, oh, cool. So uh, so that's the backup to Todd Gurley. God, I've never seen him run before. Oh, is that is that Chris Conley for the Kansas City Chiefs? Wow, okay, so Tyreek Hill is sat. But Chris Conley's getting some great throws from who's the third string quarterback? Oh, just laughable it's going to be very very interesting of course uh daniel's team has been interesting if daniel if daniel's team right now appears to you to be incredibly strong it is because of only two things and two things alone daniel is a fucking homer for those who don't know he's from denver so he fucking loves the broncos he is a homer and um I gifted him his fucking success. Okay. What do I mean by Daniel being a homer? Well, he has Philip Lindsay. I was going to say Demarius Thomas too, but he's no longer on the Broncos and he sucks anyway. But Philip Lindsay, no one else would have given two shits about Philip Lindsay. It was all about Royce Freeman going into the season. But week one, Philip Lindsay has an okay week and... Let's be honest, Daniel, because he was a Bronco, you were far more likely to pick him up and hold on to him because I thought it was a week one flash. I'm pretty sure even Jace, who likes to pretend he's some prophet of fantasy football, uh, he thought he was going to be a week one flash, even if he didn't say so and is going to not say so in the commentary regarding this episode. But as far as gifting him his success. These are the players that were on my team that are now on Daniel's team. See if you don't recognize some of the more successful ones. James Connor. Odell Beckham Jr. Marlon Mack. Yeah, those are three players who usually get about 12 or more points every week consistently. And when I say, or more, it's usually more. I had my reasons, but god damn it, dude. I should be in third place. A anyway, all of that aside. Christian's team's the one that really bothers me for where it is. Of course, the six of us are aware of what we have affectionately called 
uh, and it's not politically correct, please don't. This is something that we joke about in private. God, Lord knows I'm going to get removed from uh, Spotify or something for it. But we call it retard luck. Christian's ability to constantly win when he had an inferior team, and I mean objectively inferior, not like we all hated his team, very uh, objectively inferior, horrible players, bad backups, dumb decisions, sorry Christian, always somehow won. And, and look at him, fourth place, doesn't deserve it, but he's in fourth place. The only piece on his team, okay, I'll take that back, there are three pieces on his team that make his team worthy of where they sit. That's Patrick Mahomes, duh. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, okay. And George Kittle. Now, George Kittle is not that expected to be as consistent as he is. So, whatever. George Kittle was kind of like a, oh, good for you, Christian. That was like the only tight end left when you picked him. Nice job. Um... Because he picked Greg Olson first. So, like, George Kittle was an afterthought. Just like Patrick Mahomes was an afterthought after he took Aaron Rodgers in the fourth round. So, stupid luck. You see where we're coming from with this, right? To all you people who aren't in our league or are four newbies, um, please feel free to hate on him in our chat for it because... None of the things that make him successful are usually intentional. No offense again, Christian. Um, God, that's all I can say about him. That said, my team, and I'm not going to be flowery with my team either. I have made some incredibly stupid decisions, as you all know. I've just told you the three players I gave up to, uh, to Daniel's team. Now, keeping in mind, I did get Julio Jones back when I made those trades, and, uh, Kenny Galladay, and those have both worked out great for me. I even have Lamar Miller still. I never seem to play him, though, so whatever. He's 21st running back in our league uh, on half-point PPR. Whatever. I'm not going back and retroactively saying my trades were good or bad. But at draft, I had Philip Rivers, Ezekiel Elliott, Adam Thielen, Gronk, Chicago defense. And I had Larry Fitzgerald, you know, you might pick up on a theme here of uh, Rivers and Gronk and Fitzgerald. These are all um, older, established players. I'm not really big on on over-investing in unproven things. I mean, I did draft on Johnson, who's been fantastic when he's healthy. Only missed two games this season. But um, no, my, my team, a lot of dumb things led to where I ended up you know, fifth, maybe I was finally getting things right at the end of the season, but like the entire first half of the season, I don't think I could pick the correct defense off my bench if it killed me. Like if you put a gun to my head and said, pick the defense that'll score more points, I would have been dead multiple times from gunshot wounds to the temple. Okay. That's how bad some of my decision-making was. So the fact that I'm currently sitting with players like Nick Chubb, uh, aforementioned carry on Johnson. I still have uh, Zeke, Thielen, Julio Jones. My team sounds threatening, but then Julio drops a 2.8 this last week. All I'm saying is I'm going to absolutely thrash Christian because Christian sucks and because he's really easy to, to shit talk. But um, 
if I have to play even Daniel or Nathan, Nathan probably more likely, we'll get to him in a second, but if I have to play anybody else after this week, uh, actually, no, I wouldn't be playing either of them. It'd be, I'd be playing, if I win, I play, is it Jace or John? Hold on, you guys. Yeah, if I win, I play Jace. And you know what? I'm going to openly admit that would be a very unlikely victory unless my team just all cylinders fired. I mean, that's every week, obviously. But um, I still have to beat Christian first. And as much as I want to just shit on him right now and say it's not likely, it's fantasy football. It's uh, it's luck. I feel like I'm picking on Jace a lot this week. It's pretty easy because he's got everything else going for him in the league. So, sorry, Jace. I know you don't exactly have a thin skin anyway, so let me know if this bothers you. I can tone it down. But it's not like fishing. There is no skill involved. You have to sort of know what you're doing. But, like, come on. You're going to play Tyreek Hill over Chris Conley. I'm going to play Adam Thielen over... Well, I picked Adam Thielen over Stephon Diggs. There wasn't any specific reason I did it. They're both going to be great, but if they just don't get a pass thrown to them or they drop everything they catch or they break their leg, that's all luck. There's nothing you can do to fix that. So who knows? Fantasy football is unpredictable. To uh, to continue my assessment, my in-depth assessment, Nathan, squeaking in at sixth place here for our fantasy purposes, Nathan is an interesting case study because Nathan somehow ended up with Antonio Brown and Mike Evans at the draft. You're going, oh, all right, he's got crap at running back. He didn't get a good quarterback. His tight ends, everything just weak. It's all weak, right? If if that's what's happened. No, uh, let me let me um let me read this to you real quick here. He also had Melvin Gordon. He currently has Cameron Brake. But he had David and Joku the whole season. And if we go all the way back to his week one team, Tom Brady was his starting quarterback. He had Alex Collins, who, okay, say what you want now. He's on IR, of course. But Alex Collins was the presumed number one running back on his team. That has totally changed. He drafted Evan Ingram. Bit of a flop this season. Sony Michelle. I mean, he had Matthew Stafford at draft. Just wow. Now, then you go to this week. He still has Sony Michelle. He has uh, Melvin Gordon's backup, Austin Eckler, who usually does basically what Melvin Gordon does, if not sometimes better. He's got Cameron Bray, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. The one weak point, and this is why I dropped him, he has Jameis Winston. I have never seen a player who could throw for 400 yards and six touchdowns play badly for two quarters and get benched. I I don't get it. I don't trust it. So that tells you where Nathan's at. I think Nathan is kind of hail marrying this end of his season because Melvin Gordon is questionable this week, not likely to play. No David Njoku for, I think, the last couple of weeks. You know, good for you, Nathan. 
and I seriously hope you pull it out because it would be much better to play you next or play you in the finals than anyone else. But oh man, no offense, man. I'm sure you're a very self-aware guy with how much you freaked out about fantasy for all those years. Uh, but gosh, you and John are, are quite in league with one another. You have incredible pieces, but kind of wheels are falling off as the season goes on. And you know what? To be fair, that's the why we play. John and Nathan looked unbeatable at the beginning of the season. And John still has a record that makes him look much higher up, but his team is beatable. Uh, Well, any of our teams are beatable that made the playoffs. It's just luck. Uh, And you know what? To keep all things fair and equal, looking at at a four-team's not in the the playoff brackets. Starting with Marty. Marty, man, your team is not bad. It's... It had some ups and downs, but, like, the Colt McCoy thing, you could never have predicted. You started off with David Johnson, Keenan Allen, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, which... Jimmy GQ is what I'm saying. In terms of handsomeness, your team had pretty high score. Anyway, starting off with Royce Freeman, Adrian Peterson. I mean, a team of, frankly, better pieces than what they added up to be. And man, just... Your season basically... This last matchup, in a way, is like a sad short parody of how your season has gone. You do fine, you're super close, and you miss by a couple points. But that's why we play. The uh <laughs> the thunder from down under the rest of us uh in terms of rankings. He still got Aaron Rodgers and Leonard Fournette. The fact that he was able to pick up uh yeah, Jalen. Hey, I had that right the first time. Jalen Samuels, the backup to James Conner, the backup to Lev Bell, who no longer plays. He's still got Zach Ertz. I mean, Austin, like, you just, you have a team. It just never came together at the right time or at the same time. And uh, that's just the way it works sometimes. It, frankly, 4-9 uh, and nine for a former champion, I'll just say this right now. Not the worst that a former champion's ever done. I mean, in our league, yes, it is. But in the real world, not the worst. To give uh, your own his just desserts, he had Jared Goff all season long. He had Michael Thomas. He picked up Peyton Barber recently, but he has Tevin Coleman as Devontae Freeman was out, which... Of course, I was pissed about, but it just worked out that some of the teams that he invested heavily in, he's got two Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Falcons. He's got who turned out to be weirdly enough until, uh, Cooper cup went out the number two wide receiver for the Rams, Brandon cooks, you know, um, just a very weird year. Devonte Adams. Any other year, Devontae Adams is a dominant wide receiver. He's still, what, wide receiver? Holy shit, how is he wide receiver three right now? 
yeah, I guess he has been pretty dominant. But just... Wow. Shows how much I pay attention, guys. Uh, a team that would have otherwise been a lot more dominant. Just never came together. And it's looking like, actually, the more I look at it, it's the running backs that are really letting him down. But that's what happens. And I say, I'm talking about him in, like, third person here because I'm pretty sure he's not going to listen. So I'm not going to address him in the second person. But your own. If John quotes this to you, John can say, and I quote, you did fine. You just had a team that never came together at all at the same time. That and Tevin Coleman as your running back one is probably the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. So get on that. And lastly, a, uh, a bit of a <laughs> swan song for the hands down most talkative and most chat involved member of our 2018 fantasy football rookie class, Michael. I'm so sorry, man. Cam Newton, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook. Like, those three alone sound incredibly solid. Barkley's the number two running back right now. Dalvin Cook's not even in the top 50, because that's just the way things fucking happen. Cam Newton, quarterback three. Like, it you just can't predict it. You really can't. And you have Kirk Cousins as your backup QB. Quincy Anunwa, who... Was it you who wanted to bet me that Anunwa would be a, a high-fidelity, like, wide receiver, wide receiver piece? I, I think it was you... Good thing we didn't put money on that, bud. Um, you had Jimmy Graham, who could have been a uh, a touchdown monster if, you know, the Packers didn't suck and just lose to the even shittier Arizona Cardinals. But, I mean, you have LaShawn McCoy. It's just, these are historically great players who just had teams with record shit seasons. And it's just how it happens. At three and ten, I don't want you to think of yourself as a failure. Think of yourself as a WT. Now, WT, if you're listening, this isn't an insult. A WT is somebody who always puts his best effort in and has a positive attitude regardless of result. Michael, you should be honored to be considered a WT. And in fact, I will be asking Mr. W.T. Warmoth if we can name a particular annual award after him for the player who had done amongst the shittiest but had the least shittiest attitude. Because I just think that's fucking hilarious and we might as well do it. So, anyway, I have talked for a very long time without any sort of drops. So, uh, to sort of break that out, um, a reminder. 90% of the time, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. And, uh, well, you know, we're looking forward. This weekend starts. Playoffs, baby! Playoffs! Playoffs! And I promise you guys, it will not be a very, 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 very long, long time. Till I have the next podcast up. So... With uh, with 
all of that being said, it's almost a 50-minute episode and it was just me talking, no interviews, I, uh, I look forward to moving through the playoffs and kicking all y'all's asses next week.